Hi everyone, welcome back to the TEFL Training Institute podcast. I'm Ross Thorburn and this week I'm talking with Professor Thomas Farrell from the Applied Linguistics Department of Brock University in Canada. Tom's an author of many books about reflection and helping teachers, including From Trainee to Teacher, Reflective Practice for Novice Teachers, International Perspectives on English Language Teacher Education, Innovations from the Field, and Tom's latest book is TESOL, Teacher Education, a Reflective Approach from Edinburgh University Press. In this episode, I asked Tom about MA TESOL courses and just teacher preparation courses in general. How well do they prepare teachers to enter the classroom? Enjoy the interview. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the podcast. The first time I was sort of aware of some of the problems maybe with MA courses not being as practical as they could be was a few years ago and I was about to do some training for some teachers who just joined our school, there about 12 of them. They'd all graduated from MA TESOL programs in the US or Europe. And while I was setting up my training, I asked them, was your MA course more focused on teaching adults or kids? I remember they all said neither which really surprised me at the time. I thought it would either be both or one or the other, but not neither. And I remember asking them what their biggest concern was about class, and all of them said it was classroom management and behavior management. So these guys were all going to teach kids. And they said that this wasn't covered at all in their MA TESOL courses. So I wonder, is that similar to the sort of feedback that you've had from from teachers out there in the field? Unfortunately, that's exactly the story I've been hearing in the past few years from many teachers in their first few years. And in the country I was teaching, I was on the practicum, I shall not name the country. I went in to the school to supervise a teacher on teaching practice and I met the cooperating teacher. And then the cooperating teacher said to me, I tell them, forget all they learned at the institution I was working at. And I'm thinking, well, that's really nice for me to hear too, because I'm one of the instructors. But that was where I was first alerted to the situation. And if you meet many experienced teachers, and you're an experienced teacher, you will know too that they roll their eyes too and say, well, here's a bright, you know, bright-eyed new teacher with all these new ideas. Give them a week. In staff rooms around the world, you hear, give them a week. And what happens is they're crushed immediately. And then they become cynics. And then the sub culture of hate within the teacher's room spirals out of control and nobody talks about teaching but they always talk about problems with administration and uh, why am I doing all this etc because they forget their core role is helping the students. So Tom why do you think this happens? Why is it that MATSO programs are not preparing teachers as, as thoroughly maybe as they could? Well it's not preparing them fully for the realism of what they're going to face in the classroom, in real classrooms. And most of this is because of the variety, different variety of programs that teachers are being given in terms of curriculum. I have written a book, which is now, and I'm revising it for, and I plugged this, the University of Edinburgh Press, and it's titled uh, Tesla Teacher Education, colon, a reflective approach. I think I have a colon and everything I write. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And, and uh, uh, I call this an inconvenient truth in teacher education, partly because if I say that uh, we are failing teachers, we, I include myself in it, 
other, let's say, academics may get a little bit angry with me because they think and they probably are doing a wonderful job. But a lot of it is in isolation. It's in this type of bubble within their particular program. And if you consider that uh, some of the programs are set up with curriculum that we're not sure where it comes from, and does that curriculum and program serve the needs of the learner-teacher rather than the needs of the academic who's presenting the program, such as, you know, an academic, for example, who does their PhD in theoretical phonetics or linguistics, and they're either put or want to teach in an MA program and says, well, I'm going to teach my particular research area, which is more than likely wonderful intellectually. And it's wonderful intellectual experience for learner teachers. So this is why I don't want to be too uh, damning but at the same time, if a program is loaded with, with a curriculum that's very theoretical, and then many of the theorists in linguistics who are working on such a program, they look down on the practicum and say, yeah, yeah, the practicum is over there. And many times the practicum is delivered on these MA programs by a part-timer. And even the curriculum of the program is not connected to the teaching practicum in the same program. So even though there's something called second language teacher education within the TCL profession, but nobody knows exactly what that is either. You know, what's the knowledge base behind it? What should teachers know? But thankfully, there are enough professionals out there working on this at the moment. And uh, from my travels around the world and from what I've been writing recently, I've met professionals, colleagues, mostly younger colleagues, who are actually see the theory practice divide and are trying to actually narrow it. But this is where I would bring uh, reflective practice in. I think reflective practice and reflective activities and tools can help narrow that bridge within a program, but it also can provide teachers and learner teachers with the tools necessary to be able to survive those first difficult years so that the teachers, learner teachers, don't rely on the, on the instructor to tell them what to do and say, well, what would you do in this situation? But Many teachers, learner teachers will reply back, well, I don't know. What do you think I should do? My answer is always, I'm not sure. What do, what do, I'm not you. What would you do? So, you, you know, if you keep helping them, they will develop, I think John Fanslow said this years ago, a sense of learned helplessness. They'll always need guidance. But a reflective practitioner is one who builds up their own theory of practice based on who they are as a human being personally. Not what David Noonan says or Farrell says or anybody else says. It's what you say. And then these are my students. When you're teaching a class, you know your students better than anybody in the world. And you base your lessons on that. So, and there is no formula on how to teach. I believe you can't teach anything to anybody. What I do is I tell students, especially graduate students, I said, I, 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 I invite you to dance with me. By the way, I can't dance, but in a matter of speaking. I invite you to dance with me and see what happens. But you have to actually ultimately teach yourself the way you want to dance, because the way I would be different. But I'll show you what I do. I think, like you say, schools really have an ethical responsibility to make sure that the MA TESOL courses are meeting the needs of the teachers, because those teachers pay a lot of money for them, right? I mean, you wouldn't recommend a student to study in a language school where the teacher teaches reading not because the students need it, but because the teacher just enjoys teaching reading, right? <laughs> you know, what annoys me is uh, some would make money in, a, you know, they, they have the MATC program and they know it's important because it's a money spinner. 
and and you know that the, the the language school on campus is our cash cows. But you look at the you know quality control. Is it is it, is it uh, quality is controlled? <laughs> and uh, you know while well, you make your money off these teachers, they allow you to teach in a lovely environment. But are we really doing? You know, are we providing the courses necessary for them or necessary for you? Do you want to tell us a bit more about the professors who work on these programs? I mean, how close to the classroom are they? I mean, I've heard people say things like, well, I've not taught students English in, in a few years. I mean, how much of a problem is that? I mean, for example, I've heard some people say about teachers that it's useful for teachers always to be le- trying to learn a new language so that they're able to empathize with what their students are going through. I wonder if it's the same thing with professors on MAT sort of programs or, or teacher trainers? Well, academics working in these programs don't actually know what their graduates face in real classrooms because many of them have not actually been a teacher in a classroom. I am from <laughs> the trenches. I was a teacher for many years uh, uh, and before I became a teacher educator and then I balanced the two together and then I moved more into teacher education as the years went on. But sorry to say this, we, we get the students in, uh, we make money off them for an MA. I need an MA, here's an MA. And we teach whatever we want to teach. And we're not even sure, you know, okay, well, off you go, bye-bye. And we never see them again. And I think that's wrong. So I, the other inconvenient truth is we abandon our graduates. So the book I told you about is based on, on the premise that we have to provide something I call this novice service I start the book out by recently I got an email recently means last year from a person who I don't know found my webpage and she told me that she she has a TESOL certificate and an MA degree in linguistics and applied linguistics and she'd been teaching and she said I got lost completely I don't know what I'm doing I'm not prepared for the classroom that's a kind of a general summary but that's not the only person who's told me that over the years if we don't uh, follow up with our graduates, they'll fall through the cracks and, and they'll just give up because they will encounter situations of, well, what do I do? And teacher education begins in initial teaching education programs, but it continues into the practicum and continues into the first years of the teacher. So your, your initial teacher education supervisor becomes actually a mentor and mentor colleague in the first years. And the mentor colleague also joins in with the school in which you're teaching in. And in that way, the teacher educator can find out what's happening to you on the ground and say, well, how do these courses help you? I, actually, I would suggest formalizing this and making the early years a part of, of the qualification, saying that, okay, then you write a case study of, of your experiences and feed it back into the program so that programs become more realistic and practical to the needs of the learner teacher rather than academics. So I guess it's like instead of seeing an MA course or I guess any teacher training course as a a one-year thing or however long it is, you would continue it after the course sort of finished and that the teacher trainer or the professor could then sort of coach you through some of the problems that you might encounter in your first year. I, I think, yeah, I, I, yes, I think at, at least a year. And I think that you can build it into the program. In your first year in teaching after the MA, we would like you to write a case study of your experiences. Give them a template because they're busy teaching. 
and then just say every month, could you fill in something? And then could you send it back after a year? When you send it back, you know, we will give you another certificate or whatever. I'm not an idiot. I know that there's money involved. And most people will want a quick certificate or, you know, a weekend course, and then I'm an English teacher or whatever it is. But if we take our profession seriously, I think we can build on our own programs. And this information, as I said earlier, can be fed back into the program. And you can, you can actually, the trainee teachers, learner teachers, whatever you want to call them, in your program, you can give them as cases, well, what would you do in this situation? So that when they go out to teach, they will know the phonetics, phonology, and they'll know the theory behind it, but they'll also know the realism of where they're going. And yes, you cannot prepare them for every context, but you can prepare them on how to negotiate difficulties uh, rather than running away. I love that idea of how keeping in touch with your trainees could help the professors or teacher trainers of more keep in touch with the real problems that teachers face in the classroom. I mean, I think if you know what issues teachers are facing in reality, then that could encourage you as a trainer or professor to change some of the course content for future courses to make sure that it's more relevant for your trainees. It's almost like a double benefit there that it would help the trainee teachers, but it would also help the teacher educators. You can't provide an overall acceptable knowledge base that will prepare teachers for the rest of their lives. It's inadequate mostly, and that's always going to be the case. But we can prepare the teachers on how to prepare themselves for their professional development the rest of their lives, hence reflective practice. Yeah. and the tools and activities that go with that, that are not part of many programs. And I say that is because it's hard these days to find an MA leaflet or brochure that doesn't have the word reflection in it. So they're paying lip service to it, but it's not the reflection I talk about. It's, you know, it's a teacher educator saying, okay, write a journal and reflect on this. And most uh, learner teachers will say, well, what, what do you want me to write? Because if I write what I want, how do I get a grade? And, and so it's not exactly the perfect tool in, in that sense. One more time, everyone. That was Professor Thomas Farrell. For more from Tom, check out his website, reflectiveinquiry.ca. And also look out for Tom's latest book, TESOL, Teacher Education, A Reflective Approach. Thanks very much for listening. For more podcasts, please go to our website, www.tefltraininginstitute.com. If you enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to help us, please leave us a good review wherever you listen. And we'll see you again next time. Goodbye.